a word or an acronym really I suppose which has crept into modern usage is FOMO. It means fear of missing out. It's characterised by that desire to constantly stay connected with people so that you know what's going on. The fear that if you don't stay connected, something might happen. Everybody else will be having the most amazing time and you'll have missed out. It was a common theme in the American sitcom Frasier. In one episode, Frasier discovers that there's a new spa in town. Members only. And you can only join if you get an invitation. And he hasn't been invited. To make matters worse, his neighbour and social climbing rival Cam Winston has. And this makes Frasier desperate to get in. He deceives the receptionist to gain admission. Then he and his brother Niles get in, they're relaxed, they're feeling like they're in heaven until they see someone go through another door. They're tried to fault, they try to follow, but are told, no, that's the gold area. That's even more exclusive. And that joy of what they were experiencing previously immediately vanishes as they focus entirely on their fear of missing out. That someone else is getting what they can't have. Eventually they sneak into the gold area and again they feel like they're heaven in heaven until Frasier spies a platinum door. And eventually they get through the platinum door only it slams shut behind them. And it turns out to be the fire door. And they're stuck in a cold backyard dressed only with a towel around their waists. As we have focused on this theme of waiting in Advent, some of the readings have spoken not so much of FOMO, but of DOMO, the danger of missing out. Yesterday, Jesus spoke of the need to be alert, to be ready. In today's parable, he speaks about two groups of women excitedly waiting for a wedding. Only some run out of oil in their lamps. Everyone listening to Jesus could probably have thought of someone just like that. Just like we probably have that one friend who's forever forgetting their wallet. But in this story, there's a twist. No one has any oil to spare. And whilst those who have run short go off to get some more, the party gets going and they've missed out. We can hear some of these parables of Jesus and we can hear them much like the words of the Christmas song. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why Santa Claus is coming to town. We can hear them with that tone of, Sort yourself out or God's going to get you. But that's not really the tone of the story. The focus and the setting of the story is a celebration. Jesus isn't telling us to keep watch and stay out of trouble. He's telling us that things beyond our seeing, things beyond our hearing, things beyond our imagining 
have all been prepared by God for us. And Jesus doesn't want us to miss out on any of it. As Sarah and Sam Hargraves say in their Worship in the Waiting Devotion book, if you were having a party and then on the day of the party you sent everyone a text telling them, could you just leave a bit earlier because there's been an accident on route? It's not because you want to suck the fun out of the occasion. It's because you want them to get there to enjoy it. And that's what Jesus is saying in this parable. But there's also something more every day about this. There's something about being ready to encounter God in the everyday, in the here and now. That God, yes, hasn't so much for us in the future, but he has so much for us here and now. And there's a real domo, a danger of missing out. Because we're allowing the oil in our lamps to run low. Alexander Solzhenitsyn once said, No one in our time finds it surprising if someone gives careful daily attention to their body. But people would be outraged if they gave the same attention to their soul. That's kind of true. We, we watch what we eat, drink, whatever keeps ourselves looking good and healthy. But you are more than a body. What nourishes your soul? God created you to live in relationship with him. But maybe it's because, well, hopefully, we talk about grace so much. The risk becomes that we assume that will just happen. But no relationship we have works like that. And our relationship with God is no different. It requires attention and intention. He has so much that he longs to bring us. But without attention and intention, we're in danger of allowing the oil to run low. We're in domo danger of missing out because the problem is we can allow ourselves to get busy and too bogged down in the grind of the day to day to do those things which help us care for ourselves that includes scripture and prayer but it's not limited to overtly spiritual things it includes things like taking adequate rest and recreation for some of us, it might involve silence and stillness, or it might be music, or it might be a walk in nature. It might be gardening, something creative, maybe even, as in my case, whacking balls around a tennis court. Things which help you recharge. We're all different. We all have different ways of recharging, refilling. And even when it comes to the more obvious gaudy stuff, we all have different ways of engaging with God. What might help me may not help you and vice versa. But why do we not do it? 
Well, I think we can come to think of it as selfish. We like to help people. We, in Christian circles, we emphasize service. How selfish is it to take time for ourselves? It's also counterintuitive. We are busy people. We have a great big to-do list. It's December, so you might have a longer to-do list than normal. And this December, it might be even longer because of all the things you've not been able to do in the last few weeks. And when you're faced with that list, the idea of stopping can be really counterintuitive. How will this all get done if I just stop? And yes, there are occasions when you will need that big push. There are seasons when we will be busier than at other times. That's okay. But when it becomes a way of life, your whole way of being, that ain't healthy. We become tired, overwhelmed. Life gets too noisy. And there's no space to allow the Spirit to breathe life into us. But when we take space to stop, to recharge, for prayer, for scripture, for all those things which nourish us, so we top up the oil. And we are energised for the work ahead. And we actually get more done. And we're better placed to encounter Christ in the least of these, as I spoke about last week. When we're operating from a good place, we're better placed to serve others and help others well. Let me finish with a quick parable. Two lumberjacks were in a competition to see who could cut down the most trees in a single day. They worked at it quite differently. One went flat out at it. The other stopped for his lunch and paused for 10 minutes in every hour. They reached the end of the day. And to everyone's amazement, it was the second guy who had won. The first guy was disgusted. How could he lose to someone so lazy? And he asked the second guy how he managed it. And he said, every time I sat down, I was sharpening my axe. May God help you to find ways to sharpen your axe. May you engage with those ways. May they empower you so that you are ready to meet Jesus and encounter him in those we meet. Grace and peace.